You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured at CanadiansConnection.fm brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadians Connection Podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Michael Spinella, and I'll be your host for the next hour. And this is episode 278 of the Canadians Connection Podcast. In this first segment, it will just be me alone here in the studio, taking you through all your Montreal Canadiens news. I've got some games to talk about. I'll give you your roster updates. Uh, we'll talk about prospects and then end this segment with some news from around the NHL. In segment two, that's when the editor of the Hockey News Montreal, the founder and the president of Rocket Sports, Mr. Rick Stevens, is going to step in alongside Amy Johnson, who will welcome Russ Cohen to the studio. Russ Cohen is a very respected sports author, hockey analyst, and prospect evaluator. Uh, Russ contributes to Sirius XM NHL Radio, uh, EP Rinkside, and Off the Post Radio podcast. Uh, He'll talk about Montreal Canadiens prospects and some of the prospects available at the 2024 draft. You're going to want to stick around for that. And then in segment three, it'll just be me once again, taking you through the have your say segment. I like to turn it over to our listeners and ask you this question, our Canadians connection question of the week. Uh, Which prospect available in the 2024 draft excites you the most? I want to make sure that I get a chance to hear from you and all of us here at Rocket Sports uh, love to hear from all of our listeners. So if you have something to say to us, uh, you can reach out to us by text actually. We have a uh, very special Rocket Sports text line, 5853ROCKET. That's 5853ROCKET. Also, you can reach out to us by email. It's hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. That's hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. And we have social media. You can uh, check us out there. Make sure that you're following at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Plus, check out the website, canadiansconnection.fm. Please make sure that you check out our comprehensive game previews and post-game recaps for every Montreal Canadiens game at THN.com slash Montreal. And since last week, Montreal has uh, played a few games, uh, three games this past week, and I'm going to do something a little bit different. Uh, instead of going through game by game, what I'll do is I'll, I'll highlight one particular game that uh, I thought uh, the Montreal Canadiens performed pretty well in, and I'll highlight a player of the week, and this week... I'm going to go all the way back to January the 6th. 
as the Montreal Canadiens welcomed the New York Rangers to the Bell Centre, and they come away with a shootout victory. 4-3 to three in the shootout, the Montreal Canadiens win that one. They got off to a 3-0 lead, actually, against this New York Rangers team, who are pretty good. They have some good goaltending as well. And uh, unfortunately for Montreal, uh, blowing leads has been a pretty common struggle throughout this week and uh, throughout this whole season, to be honest. Consistency issues are a bit of a problem. But they did manage to hang on, bring things to the shootout, and they won that one. Uh, Sam Montembeau played one of his better games this season, making over 40 saves. And a uh, highlight real stick save in the shootout. You're going to want to check that one out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I thought Montembeau looked pretty great in that one. And uh, actually, Montreal got to the shootout twice this week, as they did on uh, January the 10th. They did go to the shootout uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Fortunately, a losing effort in that one. But I'd like to highlight uh, my player of the week as well. And uh, for this week, Sean Monaghan. That is a player that I thought uh, played very, very well uh, overall this week. He scored against the Rangers. He scored again against the Philadelphia Flyers. Back-to-back games. And uh, honestly, defensively, very solid as well. So... Uh, just a nice little shout out to one Sean Monahan who had a great week. And with that, uh, let's take a look at our roster news. Uh, quite a bit has actually happened for the Montreal Canadiens this uh, past week here. Uh, the Canadiens placed defense- defenseman Gustav Lindstrom on waivers. And he was claimed by the Anaheim Ducks on Wednesday. So that freed up a uh, uh, contract spot for them. They're now down to 45 contracts. Um and uh, in about uh, 14 games, uh, Gustav Lindstrom put up four points. Um, they acquired Gustav Lindstrom from the Detroit Red Wings as part of the Jeff Petrie trade. Uh, Lindstrom also uh, played four games in Laval. And uh, to be honest, this was a piece that I thought was probably going to get moved at the deadline. More of a depth player, a seventh defenseman, a guy that was going to bounce up and down between the AHL and NHL. So not a huge loss for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, like I said, this is uh, pretty good for them to be able to free up a contract spot, uh, free up a roster spot as well. But uh, unfortunately, this was a piece where I thought they could get some kind of an asset back for him. So kind of unfortunate that uh, he was uh, claimed on waivers, and uh, I'm sure the Anaheim Ducks are going to be pretty happy to have this depth defenseman. On Thursday night, January the 11th, the Canadians activated Raphael Harvey Pinard off of IR. Um, he has been out and unable to play since November the 14th, but he did suit up against the San Jose Sharks on January 11th. So nice to see him get back to the lineup. Tough season uh, for him with all the injuries. Uh, still looking uh, for him to maybe come into uh, what he was last season, uh, be more the player that uh, he was when he, he was called up and uh, actually put up quite a few points in the season before. But uh, like I said, tough uh, break for uh, Raphael Harvey-Pinard this year with all the injury troubles. A bit of a minor trade as well for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, they and uh, the Buffalo Savers uh, collaborated on a trade, sending one Phillips Cedarquist to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for future considerations. Uh, Cedarquist has played 19 games with the Rochester Americans this year, putting up four points. Uh, Cedarquist was selected in the fifth round, uh, 143rd overall by the Buffalo Sabres in the 2019 NHL entry draft. Uh, this is definitely an AHL depth move. He's not played in the NHL yet, so I would be surprised to see him play in the NHL. 
I think it would take a lot more injuries uh, for that to happen. But uh, Montreal certainly looking for a body to go down and uh, give them some depth in Laval. And on that note, uh, I think it's a good time to get to our Habs Prospect Report. It's time for the Rocket Report. The Rocket Sports Media team is your premier source for information about the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens, as well as Habs prospects playing in the CHL, NCAA, and leagues around the world. Bookmark THN.com Montreal to follow our comprehensive coverage of Canadiens prospects. So each week, we like to highlight one Montreal Canadiens prospect, and this week, we're going to circle back and shine the spotlight on ECH or EHC Clouton defenseman David Reinbacker, the fifth overall pick in 2023 from the Montreal Canadiens, the right shot defenseman that they absolutely coveted uh, at that draft. And honestly, this season, he's had a bit of a rough go in Clouton. He's had some injury issues, only getting into 19 games, putting up six points. Uh, Clouton is actually a struggling team overall. Uh, second last in the National League over in uh, Switzerland. Um, but uh, he he actually had a pretty good game uh, the other night on January the 7th. Um, he played 20 minutes and 13 seconds, put up four shots, uh, looked pretty good in that one. His uh, time on ice was pretty low uh, coming into that game. And it uh, wasn't until the game prior uh, where he was actually able to get over uh, the 20-minute mark. Um, for the most part, he's been floating in and around 16 to 17 minutes. So it's been nice to see that uh, he's starting to come back to form a little bit, hoping that uh, he's uh, fully recovered from that injury and uh, maybe starts to put up more minutes. Uh, one of the reasons why the Montreal Canadiens did covet this defenseman is uh, they said that uh, he had an ability to eat up a lot of minutes on defense, so uh, ho- hoping that he continues to play around 20 minutes per night and uh, get back to form, like I just said. It's been a struggle for that team, and I think kind of a rough season for that defenseman with uh, all the injury trouble. Taking a look at the OHL, uh, the Peterborough Peets traded Owen Beck to the Saginaw Spirit uh, for Aiden Young and a second-round pick in 2025, a third-round pick in 2026, and a second-round pick in 2027. Saginaw Spirit will host the 2024 Memorial Cup. Uh, the Peets are a team that I think had a pretty good start, a little bit of a surprising start uh, for them, but uh, in the last couple of weeks, they've started to regress back into more what we were expecting. I don't think we were expecting them to be a great team. So an Owen Beck trade uh, was really, we were just waiting for that one to happen. Owen Beck returned from the World Juniors after a pretty good uh, uh, time there. And uh, he's uh, he's looked pretty good so far in the OHL. Good season there, looking very mature. And uh, I'm sure the Saginaw Spirit uh, will be very excited to have him as they try to make a push for the Memorial Cup. And now we'll take a little look at the Laval Rocket, and I'll do the same thing that I did for the Montreal Canadiens. I'll highlight one game of the week that I thought was very exciting, and one player of the week that I thought had an absolutely outstanding performance. Uh, so my Rocket uh, play uh, game of the week is a loss, actually, and, and nevertheless an exciting loss in overtime. 6-5 to five to the Utica Comets. High scoring, uh, both teams putting up uh, a lot of points there. Uh, Jakob Dobis was in net for the Laval Rocket, and uh, he faced uh, 37 shots. Uh, certainly not a great defensive game for either team. 
And my player to highlight here is one Joshua Waugh. In that game, he put up two goals and one assist. Uh, he's had a bit of a point streak this past week, and uh, he's actually right uh, towards the top of the team when it comes to uh, points, leading the way there. So uh, certainly a great season so far for one uh, Joshua Waugh. Uh, tied for points uh, at the moment, uh, 30 on the season. Uh, it's actually the team lead alongside uh, Brandon Gignac. And coming up, the Laval Rocket kind of have a lighter week. On the 13th of January, the Manitoba Moose will visit Laval. I'll actually be in attendance for that one. Looking forward to seeing uh, my first Laval Rocket game of the season. And then a few days off in between uh, before they face off against the Belleville Senators at home on the 19th. And the Laval Rocket have announced a trade. Uh, they have acquired defenseman Chris Jandrick from the Rochester Americans in exchange for defenseman Noah Lowen. Uh, he will report to the Trois-Rivières Lions. Uh, Jandrick had eight points with the Jacksonville Icemen of the ECHL. He's got a tiny bit of AHL experience, so both teams just uh, swapping out ECHL depth defensemen. The Habs have announced that uh, their prospect, Logan Mayu, has been selected to represent uh, the Laval Rocket at the AHL All-Star Classic in San Jose. Uh, it'll be on February 4th to 5th. Uh, Logan Mayu having an absolutely great campaign this season, putting up 19 points in 33 games and being an absolute anchor on that Laval defense. Uh, he's been a top-pairing guy. He's uh, had some good offensive numbers. He's probably been one of the better defensemen down there. So very excited to see Logan Mayu is uh, getting the honor of going to the AHL All-Star game. Uh, a few other players uh, that uh, you might recognize going to uh, that All-Star game, uh, specifically for uh, that Northern division that uh, the Laval Rocket are included in. Uh, for the Toronto Marlies, Alex Steves and Dennis Hildeby, the goaltender. Um, for the Belleville Senators, Angus Cruikshank, uh, Max Gannett, um, and uh, one Yuri Coolidge for the Rochester Americans, a guy that was drafted a few picks after Philippe Machar. He's had an absolutely great season in the AHL and uh, certainly a standout too at uh, the uh, World Juniors that went down just two weeks ago. Uh, quite a few injuries in Laval as well. Sean Farrell has been announced to be out six to eight weeks with an upper body injury. Kind of a shame. He's been pretty good uh, for that Laval Rocket team. Uh, he's had uh, 17 points in 24 games, and uh, I think uh, this is going to be a lot of offense now missing from that Laval Rocket lineup. And uh, also Nathan Legare is going to be out seven to eight weeks with a lower body injury. Uh, Gabriel Bork is out indefinitely. This was not specified. And uh, Brady Keeper is going to be out uh, for three months with a lower body injury. So the injury bug travels from the Montreal Canadiens all the way down to the Laval Rocket. Moving down one league uh, and... Uh, Going down the depth chart to the ECHL, the Trois-Rivière Lions have had a couple games this week, and it's been a struggle for them. Uh, it's been up, it's been down, but uh, certainly something is not clicking lately. Sometimes it's uh, the offense that uh, is struggling. Sometimes it's the defense and the goaltending, and uh, I'll do the same thing that I did for uh, the two other teams, and I'll highlight one game of the week and one player of the week. The game of the week that I will highlight is a win, a 5-1 to win against Worcester. Uh, that uh, 
the night before, actually, they played against Worcester and they lost 5-4. to four. So nice to see them get a quick bounce back. Uh, they scored four goals in that second period. And uh, honestly, a couple of standouts, actually. I have two players uh, to mention from this week uh, for the Trois-Rivières Lions. First one's going to be Matthew Boucher. Uh, he returned to Trois-Rivières from the Belleville Senators. He was on an ATO there. He scored one goal and two assists in this one. And the other player I'd like to mention is uh, Miguel Tourney, who's actually had a pretty good season, too. He scored two goals in that one. Been uh, very consistent offensively, and uh, I think that uh, having Matthew Boucher back in uh, Trois-Rivières certainly helps and uh, be nice to see them uh, find a little bit more consistency. Also, just a little reminder to everyone, uh, we uh, not only do uh, the hockey news for uh, the Montreal Canadiens, but we do the hockey news for the QMJHL, the Quebec Maritimes uh, Hockey League, Junior Hockey League, rather. Uh, So you can find all your best uh, English language coverage there. Um, If you want to find content about the Canadiens prospects, go to THN.com slash Montreal. If you want to find the best English language coverage of the Quebec Maritimes Junior Hockey League, go to THN.com slash QMJHL. And our last little bit uh, before we come to our first break, some uh, hockey news from around the league. Starting things off, the the Chicago Blackhawks uh, have announced that forward Connor Bedard will be out for six, six to eight weeks after surgery for a broken jaw. He was hit by the New Jersey Devils defenseman Brendan Smith last week. Uh, Bedard still leading uh, the way for rookie scoring. He has 16 goals and 18 assists for 33 points. And that does mean that he will miss the All-Star game. So kind of unfortunate for him. And uh, hoping him, hoping he gets a nice uh, uh, quick recovery and uh, it would be nice to see him back on the ice pretty soon. Some big news coming out of Toronto. Uh, they have announced that they re-signed forward William Nylander to an eight-year contract extension worth $92 million. That's an annual average of $11.5 million. That makes him the second highest player on the team, and now 53% of the cap at the moment is now tied up between four players, Tavares, Marners, uh, Marner, Matthews, and Nylander. So the Leafs doubling down on that core four. Uh, honestly, if you're a Leafs fan, I think you kind of saw this one coming. Nylander really came into this season in a contract year, and uh, he's easily been one of their better players. Uh, he's actually been one of their more consistent playoff performers as well, so I, I think they had to keep him. But uh, how they're going to manage the rest of the roster with these four players making uh, double digits in the millions, I have no idea. So uh, is what it is. The Toronto Maple Leafs kind of putting themselves in a difficult situation uh, with uh, those four four players locked up long term uh, with big numbers but uh, we'll see how they navigate the cap going forward a big trade was announced this past week kind of a surprise for everyone Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers announced that they trade forward Cutter Goche to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for defenseman Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick in 2025 Uh, Drysdale did appear in the Flyers lineup this past week and made his debut against the Montreal Canadiens on January the 10th. He picked up an assist in that one and uh, actually looked pretty good. Um, unfortunately, uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, the report is, uh, they were having some trouble, uh, meeting up with, uh, Cutter Goche and his camp, uh, perhaps, uh, Cutter Goche, uh, was not going to be willing to sign in Philadelphia, at least as the implication. So, uh, their hand was a little bit forced here and, uh, having to make a trade. And, uh, well, oddly enough, there is a Montreal Canadiens connection. 
Uh, the report is the Flyers offered Carter Goche to the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for the fifth overall pick at the 2023 draft. Kent Hughes did decline that one. And in the past month, Danny Briere has quietly shopped around Cutter Goche to about 18 to 20 teams in the NHL. Uh, it's amazing that uh, Danny Briere was able to keep so quiet about this. Um, Danny Briere in the press conference says that uh, he wanted to uh, protect that player a little bit. He didn't want uh, big news to be out there and uh, any bad rumors to be floated out about him. Um, I think uh, Danny Briere did his best to, recru- to recoup uh, some good assets. Uh, Jamie Drysdale has had some injury trouble. Uh, he's had three seasons in the NHL, I think, uh, in his first season. He played uh, over 80 games. The last two, not so much. Uh, but uh, like I said, he looked pretty good in that Flyers lineup and uh, unfortunate for them that they had to move on from Cutter Goche. Anaheim, though, gets a very good forward to add to their mix. Uh, they have a lot of great uh, young forwards there in Anaheim, so certainly a team to watch out for going forward. I uh, wonder how much longer their rebuild's going to last for. And uh, on the note of the Anaheim Ducks, and uh, last thing I'll mention before we go into break, uh, former Anaheim Duck uh, Corey Perry uh, met with Commissioner Gary Bettman and uh, has uh, found out that he's free to sign uh, with any team that he wants. He's now a UFA. Uh, He left the Chicago Blackhawks organization this year uh, to join the player assistance program, and his contract was terminated. Uh, Coming from the Blackhawks, uh, he engaged in in, uh, conduct that is unacceptable and in violation of both the terms of his standard player contract and the Blackhawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. Corey Perry, uh, in response to that, did release an apology, uh, admitting his uh, behavior was inappropriate and wrong, and uh, said that uh, he would uh, work with some experts to discuss his struggles with alcohol. So uh, kind of uh, an unfortunate situation there for uh, Corey Perry. We talked about this uh, when it went down on the podcast. Uh, You feel bad for him. You hope that uh, he's able to get the help that uh, he needed, and uh, now he's free to sign with any team. So the Corey Perry uh, watch is now on. And with that, I think it's a good time to get to our first break here. We'll hear a message from our sponsors, DraftKings, and then we'll get to the big big topic segment. Uh, we're talking about prospects with Russ Cohen, Amy Johnson, Rick Stevens uh, will be leading the way there. Stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Maybe you want to make a bet on five different players who are going to score a goal tonight. The opportunities are endless on DraftKings Sportsbook. There are so many different combinations, opportunities, specials, parlays, straight up money line bets, you name it. There's so many ways to play on DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. A big thank you to Michael Spinella for a wonderful first segment of the show. I am uh, very pleased to be sitting in here for the second segment, but Michael will be back uh, in the third segment, so uh, he will be back just shortly. Uh, don't forget, of course, to be sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Habs Connection. Bookmark us at CanadiansConnection.fm. And of course, always be sure that you are subscribed to the podcast uh, so that you never miss an episode. I am happy to be here in this segment because I am introducing and welcoming a very special guest to the show, a frequent visitor here at the Canadians Connection, someone who we always enjoy talking to. He's a wealth of information, uh, being as a draft analyst. You can find him on SiriusXM, Elite Prospects, a brand new website he just launched uh, recently, NHLDraftBuzz.com, and uh, one of the hosts of the Off the Post podcast. He is none other than Russ Cohen. Russ, Happy New Year, and it's great to have you back here on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Rick. Um, and uh, I should mention, uh, you know, we talking about the fact that you're a draft analyst. You've just released version 1.0 of uh, your draft list for this year, Yes. I did, yeah, on NHLDraftBuzz.com. I just put it out, first one for the new site and first one for for this year's draft. And, uh, yeah, I, I struggled with it a little bit. It'll always change. <laughs> uh, there's guys on there, especially at the bottom. The bottom's always where there's a lot of uh, movement. Usually, like, from 25 to 32, there's a lot of movement throughout the year. Well, being as we're a little over a week uh, coming off of the gold medal game for the World Juniors, um, we've all kind of had time to digest what we saw during the tournament. All the players have returned to their respective teams in the in the CHL or in the NCAA and so forth. So just wanted to kind of um, pick your brain a little bit about the Canadians prospects and mm-hmm. get your um, kind of get your insight and reaction to to their performances during the World Juniors and, and how their progression has been going. Um, and I'm going to start with Owen Beck. Uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily there as an offensive forward, uh, certainly there to be a face-off specialist uh, and and play kind of a different role for Team Canada. What were your impressions of, of Owen Beck? I mean, he did his role like he always does his role. He, um, I think he was the best face-off guy in the tournament. If not, he was up in the 60s. So I, I thought he did well with that. Um, in the bottom six of that team, yeah, there probably wasn't going to be a lot of opportunity to score. It wasn't like a Canadian team of the past that was just completely loaded with scorers. So I felt like he was okay, but I felt like it was not the right role for him, mm. especially you know being a guy that um, wasn't going to be coming back. I was surprised that he was put in that role, but you know the Canadians coaching did what the Canadians coaching was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone who uh, did contribute to the offense um, it was uh, Philippe Machar for um, uh, Team Slovakia. Uh, led, co-led the the Slovakians uh, in in points, 
And, um, you know, maybe more was a little more was expected out of the Slovakian team, but uh, certainly, um, as he's done for Kitchener um, uh, this this season, Philippe Michard delivered. Yeah, he delivered. He, um, I've liked him since his draft year. I mean, I remember speaking to him at the combine, and he was kind of like not happy with the year he had going into his draft year. So I think you know he ended up in a good place uh, with the Canadians getting him, and then you know I think he's had a nice progression. Ever since, like you say, he's having a good year this year. I thought he had a good tournament. He looks strong, fast, uh, more than a point a game guy. Um, it's funny. He's they're really close knit those Slovakians. I remember I was doing an interview with Adam Gayon, and he said, "Oh yeah, one of my buddies is asleep in the car," and I'm like, "Who?" And he goes, "Philip Mayshar." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's funny because they had just gotten they just drove back from something," and he was like, "Oh, you got to do an interview? Okay, I'll go to sleep." But he didn't go to sleep on the ice. And and I really felt like he was noticeable, and I thought uh, he had a great tournament. Um, of course, uh, Team USA were projected to to be the the team to beat at this year's tournament. They had an exceptionally deep roster, um, but goaltending, you know, we we kind of kind of figured Trey Augustine would get tapped as as almost the starter, but. Jacob Fowler did get in for a couple of games. What were your impressions of how he performed early in the tournament? Yeah, he was really important. I I appreciate him. You know, I was at camp, and I appreciate how down-to-earth he is. And just to kind of give you an example, uh, last year's draft, I got a call from him. I was trying to interview him before the draft, and I got a call from him on day two. And it was probably like maybe like an hour before the draft started, and he was like, <laughs> You know, sorry I didn't get back to you. You know, we had won the championship. We were celebrating, and I just – I saw your call there. He goes, can you talk now? And I was like, yeah, and I just started scribbling, like, on whatever this interview was on a napkin or whatever. But I wanted to make sure, you know, that I got it up there because I felt like he was a really talented player, especially in that second round. And and I think he showed well. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he he won that shootout, right? And Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he made some big stops in that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I right. – there's some things he does better than Augustine. There's some things Augustine does better. Augustine was always going to be their guy, but I think Fowler in the future could be better. And I, I thought Fowler did well. I mean, you know, if you look at the save percentage, maybe you're not going to love the number, but he was important. I don't think they could have gone where they went um, without him. And, you know, it wasn't supposed to be that way, but Augustine got sick. So it really gave him an opportunity and he was ready for it. Like he knew both those guys are really good friends. So it was that situation where either one of them was going to compliment the other. And so they were, they were both ready. And they were roommates uh, as I understand. Um, yeah. And I thought Fowler was, he's, he's billed as, as a goalie for the big stage for the big moment. And, um, and he really came through in that shootout, as you said, um, uh, speaking of big players and big moments, Lane <laughs> Hudson, um, what else can you say about him? Um, and, and, and then finish that gold medal, um, game off with a little bit of a scuffle and a takedown. Um, wow. He, he did it all and, and, uh, was named uh, by the media to the, uh, world junior all-star team. Yeah. I, I liked, um, what he was doing in camp, I saw that he um, he probably looked about five pounds stronger. He His stick was very active. He was playing well. Uh, I think there's always going to be some criticism of him because he played with, you know, like Ryan Chesley, who's fantastic on his own. So it does really free him up to do other things where maybe some other guys in this tournament didn't. 
had that chance on other teams, you know, some of the other countries. Mm-hmm. But I thought he performed well, and then I thought when the lights were were right on him, he, he you know, he was great. And I, I liked <laughs> that he was punching up at the end. I had no idea <laughs> he could do any of that. I was kidding around, you know, calling him a warrior. But I, I you know, I feel like he's not going to be like this Kale McCarr superstar that I think. Uh, maybe some fans were hoping, but I think he's going to be a good NHL defenseman, and I think he will get points. You know, I think he's somewhere in between like a Sam Gerrard and a Tory Krug, and I think uh, by showing us that feistiness shows us that, you know, he definitely can make it. And he's definitely, like I said, much stronger since, since his draft year, so let him get stronger. Don't rush him up. I know fans are going to want to rush him up because maybe they're a little, you know, not happy with the blue line Um of the Canadians, but just give him this time. He needs it. Absolutely. Um, throughout the tournament, we've, we, we saw and heard a lot about um, in general, some of the top uh, prospects like Celebrini, Le Caramacchi, uh, Cutter Gauthier, of course, mm-hmm. but who were, who was somebody who maybe is flying a little more under the radar as far as media attention and so forth, who really impressed you, who really stood out, someone someone not everybody's talking about? Yeah, well, like Elite Prospects did a list, and on my original list of top defensemen, I had Maxime Sturbeck, um, and he uh, he's a Sabres prospect, and he, and he played great. He actually could play in another World Juniors, which I think will be his fourth. So... Hmm. He's really strong. His offense is starting to come out a little bit. He was a point a game. And and that and he was somebody that I felt like, wow, you know, he really um he impressed me. Isaac Howard seemed to impress me because in camp I wasn't sure where he was gonna go. Uh he was on that Nazar line and and because of that, since Nazar is so good in open ice and, and is able to really distribute the puck, he kind of showed his shooting uh prowess again with the speed and getting to the net, which I Remember seeing in his draft year, but hadn't really seen as much uh, since then. So I think now, because he wasn't showing it really at college either this year. And so that's something where I think if he takes that with him, then Tampa got a, a real good pick there too. So, I, you know, those are a couple of the guys. Now, it's never too early to look at uh, the draft prospects, uh, the draft coming in June. And as you said, you have a brand new list uh, out, uh, your top 20, your top 32 mm-hmm. uh, at NHLDraftBuzz.com. Um, as far as as draft-eligible prospects playing in the World Junior uh, Tournament, uh, that may the, the Canadians aren't going to be, uh, it, it's unlikely unless they, they win the, the draft lottery, that they're going to be in the uh, running for a Macklin Celebrini. Um, maybe a Consta... Um, Consta Hellenius, mm-hmm. uh, who I thought was pretty good in the in the tournament, but but who are, are some uh, prospects um, that you saw that that may be in the uh, range where the Canadians might be picking um, in in June? Well, I think there's three that played in the World Juniors that would be Hellenius is one of them. I thought that he came on late. Uh, you know, he's on a team with a lot of NHL drafted guys, so he had to fight for his ice time, but he looked good and sturdy and good in the net in front of the net with his hands. So that's somebody where, I mean, I have ranked fifth, but he certainly could be in their range if they're like eight or nine or 10 and all of a sudden defensemen start to go. Um, G. Bouillon did really well. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who um, was the youngest, I believe, of all their defensemen 
and really at times really showed his offense and physical strength. So that was a nice surprise. I had interviewed him uh, about a month and a half ago and was really impressed with that. Had seen him, you know, a year or two ago, and his brother Shy is a good player, but I thought he was better. So that's somebody where, you know, I think, you know, he's moving up on everybody's list. Uh, I'm sure of that. And then Jesse Polkinen, six foot seven defenseman. Uh, he was impressive with his physical yeah. uh, play. He was plastering some guys in the boards, but then he also had some moves where he could stick, you know, get past guy Deeks, past some guys and get to the net. Uh, at six seven, I don't think he's going to, you know, get past 12 or 13 in this draft. So, you know, that's another guy. So, I, you know, and I think Canadians fans would be happy with any of them. But this is a really good draft for defensemen. So, <laughs> you know, if they're choosing between, like, I don't know, Dickinson, Lashunov, or Siliev, or Bouillam, or Pulkinen, like, they're going to have a nice choice of defensemen. And so that, that may be the sweet spot for them where they pick. I wasn't familiar with Steve William in, until I saw him in this tournament and uh, was was pretty impressed. Yeah. Um, Adam Yurchek is is a, another uh, defenseman in there. I, I think though, um, our our Canadians fan uh, Canadians connection audience is going to be cringing a little bit when they hear that the Canadians are going to be looking, maybe looking at another <laughs> defenseman. Um, but 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 you can't have you too can, many. Yeah, well, that's I, true. Here, here's what I would say. Okay. I, I understand the, the struggles the Canadians have, but I will say that, and I didn't get to watch the whole game because I was doing other things, but in that Ranger Canadians game when there was about eh, 35 seconds left to go and you saw Slavkovsky out there with Caulfield and Suzuki and, you know, maybe Matheson's the guy right now, but there'll be somebody else later on. Uh, they were moving the puck really well, and they made Jonathan Quick make some fantastic saves yeah. just to get that game to overtime. And I think that was a little glimpse of what you might see down the road. And I think fans should should look at that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and 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 maybe um, one of the the defensemen in the prospect pipeline to replace a Matheson, um, yeah. someone who. For whatever reason, doesn't seem to want to pass to Yaroslav Slavkovsky, but but that's a whole other story. Um, uh, listen, uh, this this um, this draft list is um, is one of my favorites to go to. You were on our show last uh, uh, just before, but a month before the draft last year, you told us not to um, sleep on Dalibor Dvorsky and look mm-hmm. at the way um, he's tearing it up. Um, with Sudbury this year, and so yeah. um, I I think it's a really valuable resource. Whether they, whether uh, folks find your work uh, on NHLDraftBuzz.com or uh, Elite Prospects, um, it's 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 going to be an exciting draft. And um, I, at the I, Sphere, who yeah, knows? At the I don't know what's going to happen at the Sphere. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I have my reservations, but who, as far as not reservations, like it's going to be bad, like reservations, like I'm ready to go, but I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. You have to be ready for anything, right? Yes. <laughs> well, Russ, we always love having you on the show. Absolutely. Uh, we will be talking to you again before the draft uh, as as maybe some new versions of your draft list come out. But as Rick said, be sure you visit NHLDraftBuzz.com and check out version 1.0 from Russ Cohen. And uh, we really look forward to having you back here again soon. Be happy to. Thanks for having me on. 
And as I said earlier, uh, Michael Spinella will be back in the third segment. So we are going to take a quick break, uh, get you ready for that. Uh, Michael will be back in the host chair. He'll be bringing you, of course, the Canadians Connection question of the week, which you don't want to miss. So stay with us. You are listening to the Canadians Connection podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit HabsHockeyReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab today. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket more closely this season? Or perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects? The Rocket Sports Media team has what you're looking for at THN.com Montreal, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. That's THN.com slash Montreal. Welcome back to episode 278 of the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. You can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you can check out the website, canadiansconnection.fm. Just a little reminder here to make sure that you tap that subscribe button. That way you never miss a single episode of the Canadians Connection podcast. And text us anytime. The Rocket Sports text line is 5853-ROCKET. You can text that any time of day, 5853-ROCKET. Just want to give a little shout out to Russ Cohen. Always great to have him in the studio. Super knowledgeable. And uh, we like to have him here on the Canadians Connection podcast. Big thank you to Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens for conducting that interview in the Big Topic segment. Uh, It's always fireworks when you get those three in the studio together. Rick, Amy, and Russ Cohen. Always amazing information there. And now I'm very excited for that upcoming draft. Once again, I'm Michael Spinella here to lead you through this final segment. And uh, honestly, uh, these Montreal Canadiens can be pretty difficult to keep track of. But don't worry, Rocket Sports Media has you covered. You can find all of our coverage in one place. Uh, here's what you need to know. Head over to THN.com slash Montreal. That's the Hockey News Montreal. And you can find all of our game day posts, feature articles, prospects, Laval Rocket, uh, Trois Rivier Lions. You can find all that coverage in one place, THN.com slash Montreal. 
Also, we have a YouTube channel. Just search at All Habs. Make sure you subscribe to that. Hit, a, hit that like button on all of our content. Leave a comment. Uh, we love to hear from everyone. And if you want, hit that notification bell too. That way you never miss a single episode. Amy Johnson hosts a couple of great shows. Uh, starting off, uh, the Habs Hockey the Habs Hockey Report show, uh, the latest t- the latest episode entitled "Could Habs Send Another Montreal Canadiens Player to the 2024 NHL All Star Game?" Uh, Amy does a great job with that show. Uh, that's going to be your midweek fix on the Montreal Canadiens. If you want to know about Laval Rocket, she's got another show up there, the Rocket Hockey Report show. Uh, the latest episode of that entitled "Jack Eye and Mayu," a dynamic top pair duo for the Laval Rocket. So great content there. Like I said, hit that like button, leave a comment, uh, ask a question. Amy's great at responding to those and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, you can find this podcast on our YouTube channel uh, as well. Uh, The last episode entitled, Can the Montreal Canadiens Navigate the Trade Deadline Competitively? Uh, So once again, hit the like button, leave a comment. Uh, We get lots of great comments on YouTube. So keep that going for us. And also... A couple uh, new things that we've been doing is uh, watch long live streams on YouTube. So when there's uh, some Habs games, sometimes we like to hop on YouTube for a live stream. And uh, we like to provide some uh, commentary. We like to take uh, live questions in our chat. Uh, We have all sorts of great topics uh, to go through. Last uh, time we did it on January the 10th, uh, on this last Wednesday, actually, Montreal versus Philadelphia. I was joined by uh, my colleague Nathan, and we had a lot of fun with that one. Thank you all for tuning in if you did. And uh, if you haven't, it's still up on our YouTube channel. You can tune in and uh, watch the replay of that. We've got one other coming up at the end of the month on our own YouTube channel. Montreal takes on the New York Islanders on Thursday, January the 25th. I'm going to be joined by my colleague Nathan once again. Uh, We always have a lot of fun, so make sure you tune into that. Also, on the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube channel, uh, our Rocket Sports Media uh, teammate uh, Gustav is going to join Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast on January the 17th uh, versus the New Jersey Devils uh, for another live stream over on the Hockey Podcast Network's YouTube channel, THPN. You'll be able to find that there. Gustav is super knowledgeable, so give him some support. Send in uh, some Habs questions. Uh, He'll be more than happy to uh, take all of those on that live stream. Finally, make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast, uh, the Rocket Sports uh, Radio Premier Podcast on your favorite podcasting app, The Canadians Connection. You can find every single episode at canadiansconnection.fm every single Saturday all year long. Uh, No breaks during the holidays, no breaks over the summer. We're here every single Saturday. Uh, We are your inside link to the Montreal Canadiens. And now it's time to get to our Canadians Connection question of the week. And to our listeners, we ask, which prospect available in the 2024 draft excites you the most? We want to hear from you. Uh, We just heard from Russ Cohen. So let us know who excites you the most coming up in the 2024 draft. We get all sorts of text, tweets, and emails throughout the week. So uh, make sure that you continue to send those to us. Like I said, 5853Rocket is uh, one of the best ways to get in touch with us. Also on social media at uh, Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, if you have a little bit more to say, email us. Hello at rocketsportsmedia.com. Coming up, the Habs have quite a busy week. On the 13th, they face Edmonton at home. On the 15th, they face Colorado at home. Then they go on the road on the 17th to meet up against the New Jersey Devils. They come back home to host Ottawa on the 18th. So four games uh, within uh, the span of next week. So it's going to be pretty busy. 
That's going to be a wrap for us today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast in the player or on your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss a single episode. Also, share it on social media if you like what you heard today. Enjoy the week. We'll be back here next Saturday, January the 20th for another great episode. Thank you all for listening to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rocket Sports.